Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Spark. We've been telling true stories live across the UK for over five years. And this is our 200th episode. The story you're about to hear was told by Esther. When the theme was summer loving. So to be in this story, I want you to imagine that you're on a bike your bike or maybe someone else's you're cycling along and you just reach the brow of a massive hill and you tip over and then there's that feeling where gravity just takes you and the little metally click as you release the brakes and then you're just kind of flying and a little whir of the freewheeling and the wind in your face and in your hair and for me I think that's like the feeling of summer loving it's just like that or at least the first part of it <laughs> so yeah so the thing about this story is it's kind of it's all about how it began and it began a few days before I met him me and three girlfriends we were going going on holiday we were about to go on holiday so there were four of us girls in our mid-20s at that time a while back uh two blondes two brunettes and we arrived at the airport and we're all like plucked and primped and preened and you know ready to go uh, and, and we can, we sort of almost already there, like on the plane, setting off to Bilbao, to Spain, and landing and going off in our car into the Spanish countryside. Can't wait. Uh, except it never happened. So it never happened. Because the next thing was, there's like this announcement saying, there will be no planes leaving the airport today. Uh, no planes leaving that airport, no planes leaving any airport in London, because there'd been some kind of bomb scare or something. Ah. So we're all sitting around in the pub, just like, mm, you know, what are we going to do? And, and everyone starts saying, oh, let's just go home, you know, let's just go back to our houses and we look on the internet and we'll try and, like, book something else. And I just feel like a kid that's been given a great big balloon and someone's just popped it. And I was like, no, we can't do it. If we go home now, we're never going to go anywhere. Like, no, we can't go home now. No, let's just go somewhere else. Let's just go somewhere we could. Let's, let's go to France. And somehow I persuaded them. And in a very short time, we're on a train on our way to Plymouth. And we're in Plymouth. We're in the ferry port. And we walk up to the guy at the ferry booth. And he's looking at us like, no. And he said, yeah, sorry. You know, there's no space on every ferries left today. Or except the one at 11 o'clock at night. 
Uh, there's no space, no berths, nowhere to sleep, you know. Even those crappy chairs that are really uncomfortable that you can sit in, there's none of those. Uh, but if you want, you know, it kind of looks as like only the biggest idiots in the world would. So, yeah, so we'd get, we'd get on the ferry and we'd just sleep in the bar on these benches. And um, early the next morning, we're kind of rolled off the ferry into France. And uh, it's grey and we're groggy and tired and we're in the wrong country um, <laughs> it sort of like dawns on us what we've done. You're looking around, see the green and yellow comforting little sign of the hire car company that we were supposed to be having. So, ah, maybe we'll just uh, go in here and somehow, somehow by some alchemy, like we'll have a car, you know, like we would have had in Spain. And with you know a French A level and a few GCSEs, manage it, get the keys, and you know within five minutes we're like setting off bag of pano chocolat. We were like, well, hey, bonjour. And so we set off and we're like kind of careening down the motorway, sort of blundering around, not very gracefully, slightly on the wrong side of the road. Um, but we're off and we're setting off. And it's just like, the, yeah, this is how it began. It was just this feeling like we just burst out of reality. Like, you know, we just veered off the track completely of what we were supposed to be doing. And it, and it just kind of made everything sparkly and kind of we've just felt sort of untouchable, like we were in this kind of bubble or dream or something. And someone saw a road sign to Rochefort. And my friend goes, oh, Rochefort, isn't that that place that, you know, when you do French at school where everything happens? Oh, yeah, okay, let's go, we're going to Rochefort. Someone says, no, actually, I think it was La Rochelle, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, we're now going to Rochefort. And, and Rochefort was, I, I won't diverge into this, but while in this town we ended up having to break into a car uh, and then getting locked out of our hotel at night and having to break into that to get back in again. So we had to leave very, very early in the morning. So we're off again on the road, blundering, veering. And uh, it's, you know, time passes. We're getting lost and lost and deeper and deeper into the countryside. And, uh, you know, people are tired and hungry and we're all very, very hungover. And everyone's kind of bickering. Uh, and there's not been any towns for ages. And then suddenly we see over there these three huge red flags kind of flying up above the trees and we think oh maybe there maybe there there'll be somewhere for us to stay maybe we can stop over there so kind of veer off head for the flags and we get there and it's this lovely um, farm like very beautiful kind of rural farm and there's fields and stuff so we, we get out of the car and this tiny old woman sort of waddles out of the farm towards us she's like enormously fat and <laughs> she she kind of says bonjour she like throws open her arms she's like je suis madame bordeaux vous avez arrivé and it's like she's just been waiting for us all the time we're like hello <laughs> she's like ma fille ma fille de madame bordeaux and so we're like oh, hello <laughs> and we're just looking for somewhere to camp you know can you help us and she said oh you can stay with me here on my farm you know we have camping and we've got this little caravan she takes us around and sh and uh shows us like her hens she she throws some some food melons actually and i remember them like bursting open on the floor they're bright orange and the hens like peck them up she keeps showing us around and at some point she produces this small Ethiopian child out of nowhere and says, ah, oh, this is Jean, my petit Ethiopian. 
and then just puts him away again. It was very strange and never explained. Uh, so, and then anyway, then she gives us some fresh eggs and like puts us off in his caravan. And we're like, okay, great, we'll have some lunch. And, and cracking open the eggs, I remember they, the yolks were just amazingly orange, like bright orange, just like the melons. And it was just like everything was kind of in technicolor or something. So, um, yeah, we get at the picnic table and there's wine and bread and cheese. And we're thinking, yeah, things are looking up. They're really looking up. And then I saw this guy kind of approaching us, and he was wearing um, red shorts only. And, <laughs> and, um, and he gets close, and he's carrying something in his hands, and, and he gets a bit close, and he says, Hello, uh, uh, I am Nicola. Uh, we thought maybe you girls are tired and hungry after your journey. You would like some donuts? And we're like, well, yeah, uh, yeah, we would. Thank you very much. And they're like kind of soft, warm, sugary donuts. And he says, yeah, I've got this business selling donuts, but uh, this weekend, me and my friends uh, staying here camping. Oh, okay. And he invites us, says, oh, maybe you would like to have dinner with us tonight. We're having a barbecue. And we're like, yeah, great. Um, so we go over to the barbecue, and they're all lovely. And, you know, four guys, four girls, and we're all thinking like, oh, you know, how's this going to like all pan out and add up and, and everything? And then he said, oh, we're going out tonight to a club. You want to come? We'll drive you there. And everyone's like, yeah. So we go back to the caravan. We skitter back and like all getting ready. And uh, we're all talking about them. Unbeknownst to us, I later found out they're talking about us. And one of them is saying, that little one with the dark hair, she is for me. <laughs> this is how he talked. I, uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, you know, we go to the club and me and Greg get talking and, you know, it all happens uh, and it happens and it happens all through the night. And, and next day, I remember lying in the long grass and the campsite with him and it's sort of very hot in August. The grass is kind of dry and yellowy and we're talking and um, I try and talk a bit of French. I'm not very good at French, but I will give him my best shot. And he just looked down at me and he goes like... Esther, when you talk French like this, your accent, it makes me crack and melt like an ice cream in the sun. <laughs> Just like, what are you, for real? <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, okay, sounds cheesy now, but at the time, I just like, I was just like, and it was kind of like everything just turned gold and I kind of forgot about my friends who by the way none of whom ended up getting off with any of the other guys and that was the best thing about it in a way not to be mean but it's like you know <laughs> in that kind of situation it's like it's always the other bloody girl isn't it like that just you know ends up having this thing happen and for once ever and never to happen again so far it was me and uh, I just really enjoyed it. So yeah, we had we had this fling. It was great, and we went back to our respective um, countries. So he went back to Paris. Uh, you know, I learned more about him. And he um, he was a geologist, and I thought, wow, he's so smart. And uh, then he so he worked in Congo and in Mauritania. I was like, oh my god, he's so international, like so cool. Sort of really impressed with him. And you know, the language, like every little word, just seemed so fascinating. Oh, oh, it's leg, haha. <laughs> you know, it's like really, uh, really delightful. Um, so, yeah, you know, then it got to autumn and it, we were emailing each other furiously, and he used to sign every email, Je t'embrasse tendrement, I kiss you tenderly. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> so, then later on in the autumn, he came to visit me, and I'm from Yorkshire, and I told him, like, uh, about where I lived, how beautiful it was, and I lived in these hills, and like, I heard that sarcastic laugh. 
<laughs> <laughs> lived in these you know beautiful hills on the edge of the moor and then when he came to visit like the day he arrived it started raining and it rained like the whole weekend it was just like your wall-to-wall rain he was like uh, yeah, it's not really like you described. It's not it's normally how I was imagining it. Um, and he went back and, you know, but we talked on the phone and the phone calls sort of began to thin out a little bit. And, um, yeah, I remember one phone call once it was getting into winter and uh, I was at my mum's house and I was pacing around in her bedroom, like, trying to get a good signal because he's in Paris and it's only far away, sort of trying to overcome the communication gap because actually neither of us really speak to each other's language all that well. And he said he's about to go off to Congo. And I said, oh, so, you know, what exactly is it that you do there? Because he'd always been really cagey about it. And he's like, yeah, I work for an oil company. I was like, oh, okay, what do you do for the oil company? He's like, yeah, I I work with communities. It's like, hmm, so um, what what is it you do with those communities? And he's like, uh... Yeah, you know, I go and I talk to the elders and I make sure that they get the best possible deal, you know, when the company comes to explore in their village and, like, you know, destroy everything. So I'm like, all right, so you're an oil baron. Okay. And, um, yeah, I I don't know what else I can say about Gregoire other than (laughs) I think think the thing about summer loving, you know, is, you know, it's just amazing that process of enchantment and then eventually, inevitably, it's a kind of a disenchantment and it was a fizzler. So it kind of it kind of fizzled. But when I look back on it, I don't really think about that point where I had to start peddling, or when I was like going through all my gears and they'd run out, or I was having to get off and actually start pushing the bike uphill. I just kind of yeah think about that feeling of freewheeling and like those red flags and the orange and golden and all the grass and the blue sky. It was just it was really really beautiful summer loving. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dave Pickering, host of Spark's Open Mic at the Hackney Attic. I also make podcasts, so I'll be at the London Podcast Festival for a special night of true stories with some of the biggest UK podcasters. Come join us on Saturday the 24th of September for stories of uncharted territory. Full details at stories.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.